Welcome to the Legit Trips podcast. Right now, our team of travel experts are handcrafting small group itineraries for travelers looking to discover the world together. Hey everybody, I'm Kristen with Legit Trips and I'm here today with Chelsea who is our newest local provider in Cuba with Heart of Travel. Thanks for joining us today, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Kristen, for having me on. And I'm so excited for our first trip together in Cuba this year. Yeah, we're heading to Cuba with Chelsea's help uh, this November, and there are still a few spots available. So if you or a couple or a group of your friends want to join us, there's still space. So I always say Cuba is just such a special place, and I find it really hard to describe sometimes. Can you share with our group what you think is so special about Cuba? Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, it is very difficult to put Cuba into words. Um, and I think one of the best things you can do is come to Cuba and speak with Cubans and hear a variety mm-hmm. of different experiences and opinions from Cubans in Cuba. Because um, it's definitely a country that's very misunderstood. We don't necessarily get a lot of the accurate representation of Cuba and its history. At least I didn't feel like I did growing up in the US. And so for me, Cuba is so complex. It's one of those places where yeah. you go to Cuba with 10 questions and you leave with some answers, but probably 100 <laughs> new questions because um, there's True. just so many layers to peel back. So what I really love about Cuba is, um, you know, getting to connect with Cubans and hearing their stories and perspectives. Uh, they don't necessarily get to have their voice heard as much as they want outside of the island. And so being there and being able to have those interactions that for me is what makes the trip really special. Uh, and then obviously I fell in love with a Cuban and had some kids with him. <laughs> but like on a personal level, I also have a very, very strong tie to Cuba. <laughs> yes, of course. And so why do you love sharing Cuba with other people? I love sharing Cuba with other people because for me, what I'm most passionate about when it comes to travel, not just to Cuba, but anywhere, is the way that it helps us to open up our minds and expand kind of our viewpoint of things. And so by going to Cuba and meeting people and seeing these cool like young entrepreneurs or hearing the stories of people who've lived pre-revolution, during the revolution, in the past 60 years, that opportunity where I can utilize my connections and my language skills to bring people from very different worlds together and have these types of conversations that can help us to shift some of our mindsets and our paradigms with the ultimate goal, right? It's very altruistic perhaps, but like I would love nothing more than to see a Cuba that can flourish and still hold on to all the things that make Cuba, Cuba and Cubans, Cubans, but still like see them having more freedom and the ability to flourish. And not all of that is within, you know, our control, but at least through responsible tourism, it's a way to have a small impact and to hear people's stories and then go back and be an ambassador for Cubans in wherever you're from and talk about your experiences so that we can start to have these conversations um, that I think really need to be had and that definitely there needs to be change. So I'm going to let the Cubans speak more on that during the trip, but that's definitely what for me I'm the most passionate about. Yeah, for us at Legit Trips as well, you know, helping people have a wider perspective of the world has always been a big part of our mission and Cuba just does it on a different level it's like you leave there just like so full and so happy and like crying at the same time it's just such an emotional place it's very transformative and we just hope that when people have that experience that it calls them to give back to Cuba and to share their experience that you know they wouldn't have had otherwise. I think it's so important. And as travelers, like we can 
have an impact. Like everything that we do is going to have an impact negative or positive. And so going into Cuba with at least a degree of like some knowledge beforehand and being prepared and also knowing that while you're there, like supporting individual Cubans and small collectives and small businesses there in Cuba is a wonderful way to have a positive impact. And then, like you say, once you go home, continuing to be a bridge to help amplify those voices, I think is so important. And now with technology, it's getting easier, but for so long, like there really wasn't a way for Cubans to necessarily get their message out as much. And so now like people who would travel can meet them and then you can continue following them and like follow their stories yeah. and like, share what they're doing. It's it's really an amazing way to have a positive impact and also for the country to have a positive impact on you as a traveler. Right. Completely. So what are maybe one or two things that you're most excited about for our itinerary that you've planned for us? Definitely. Well, there's a lot of things that we're going to be doing, but I'm really excited for our visit to La Fabrica de Arte Cubano. So a lot of people just call it La Fabrica. Um, I love this place because it is such this mixed media space where you see art in so many different forms, be it like visual arts, performing arts, there's music, there's dance, there's painting, there's sculpture. Um, And a lot of it has these different kind of like social commentaries and political messaging like woven into art. And so it's one of the places where you get to see a fair amount of free expression by Cuban artists. Um, and it's also, it's just really fun because you're in this, it's like, you're in a gallery or like a museum, but at the same time, like people are drinking, people are dancing. It's this social environment. And I just think it's so cool to see how young Cubans, like in their teens and twenties and thirties are so interested and like eloquent in the way that they can talk about art, that art is a huge part of their life. Um, Mm -hmm. but like at the same time, like they're just out having fun at a bar, but they get to do both at the same time. And so I think that is such a cool concept that we don't have a lot of in the United States. So I think that's really interesting for people to see. Um, and then I love Vinales. I'm really excited for our time in Vinales. It's so beautiful. It's such a juxtaposition to the hustle and bustle of Havana. All of a sudden you're in the countryside. It's gorgeous. It's calm. There's a little internet access. And yes. you really <laughs> time to connect with yourself, to connect with nature, the other people on the trip. And of course, the Cubans that we're interacting with and learning about um, the history of like the tobacco industry in Cuba and the way that it works now, I feel like is a really good example for people to understand the economic system in Cuba and how it works and how like the farmers are only allowed to really like keep 10% of their, their production for personal consumption, but that's actually what provides much more income than the 90% that they sell to the government. And so these are the things that we'll get into a lot more on the trip. Um, but I feel like, yeah, the visit to Vinales is really amazing and peaceful. And also it's a really good moment to, to talk about um, Cuba's history. So I love our time in Vinales for that. Cool. Uh, when I went to Cuba last, I did go to Fabrica, but I didn't go to Vinales at all. So I'm excited for, yeah, it was a short trip for me. I just went to Havana, but I did love it. And I'm excited for our guests to get to go out to the countryside and go to the national park and waterfalls, all that. So it's going to be great. You touched on entrepreneurship a little bit before It's something that just fascinates me about Cuba, probably because I'm an entrepreneur, but um, talk to us a little bit about entrepreneurship in Cuba and maybe some of the entrepreneurs that we'll meet on our itinerary. Definitely. So for those of you who don't necessarily have like a ton of, you know, background information when it comes to Cuba, for many years, there hasn't been much of an opportunity for privately owned business or entrepreneurship. Most people work for the state. But uh, around 2008, they started allowing for private enterprise in certain um, 
sectors of the economy, particularly regarding tourism. So things like restaurants, um, Airbnbs or like bed and breakfast tour guides uh, and artists to a degree. So this is something that's fairly new. Um, and it's kind of sad because just to give a little bit of context, when people here ask my husband who now lives in Guatemala, like, well, what do you do? And he is responses. He's like, I never thought when I was a kid about what I wanted to be growing up. Like mm. I didn't grow up with the mentality of like, be well, you can be and like achieve your dreams. He's like, that's not how it was for me. I grew up yeah. being like, you're going to do this and that's going to be your options. And obviously mm. the trend, like throughout his life, things have changed a little bit, but to know that like, he didn't grow up with that same mentality of thinking like, what are you like finding your passion and making it, you know, your life, which is what so many yeah. of us have the privilege to do. And like now totally. he has found his passion in art, which is awesome to see. And a lot of his art is influenced by Cuba. But anyways, just going back to like this idea, this concept of entrepreneurship is, is fairly new. New, um, yeah. And it's very like, for example, like there's a group of young Cubans that they use the Wi-Fi in the park, like the public Wi-Fi hotspot, like five or six years ago to create an app that was basically like the Cuban version of Uber, right? And so to see okay. people come up with these like incredible ideas and projects when they've had such less access and resources, I just think is really inspiring and speaks to kind of the spirit of Cubans that they're always, they're resourceful. They're always having to look and invent the way to like, you know, prosper because they are somewhat limited by both their own government and then the negative impacts of the U.S. embargo on Cuba. So to see this kind of um, like, you know, warrior spirit where they come up with yes. these amazing things. And so we're going to be meeting with some chefs that have done some incredible stuff. We're going to be visiting Clandestina, which is one of the only stores in Cuba where they produce apparel. And so it's oh, all cool. using recycled fabrics. It's all Cuban designs. They have really cool stuff. Um, we're going to visit a group of women who make like handmade soaps. And so like, that's a really cool example of like the collective power of women. And a lot of these projects for us might seem mm. really small, but they, they are, are so big, not just necessarily in their financial impact, but also in boosting the morale of, of the individuals and of the community in Cuba. And I will say that it's been a few years since we've run a trip there because of the pandemic. I was in Cuba recently over the holidays. Um, and it definitely had a little bit more of like a somber tone. The pandemic's been really hard on Cubans, um, as well as some different political shifts that they've had. But they're very resourceful. They're very resilient. And so people are still creating amazing stuff. And I'm so excited, be it chefs or people in fashion or people in music. We're going to definitely meet with the musicians um, and different business owners. And so everything that we do on this trip is going to be supporting an individual or family run business of some sort. And we'll be having virtually no contact with government uh, owned operations. And so I'm really excited because that means that you know that the dollars that you're spending are going towards people and families in Cuba that are just looking to improve the quality of their lives and their opportunities for themselves and their loved ones. Yeah. Let's talk about the casas just for a minute. You made me think of maybe if people haven't been to Cuba, they don't know. You can't, you know, as a U.S. person, just go and stay in any hotel. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So I know a lot of people have this conception that like you can't travel to Cuba as a U.S. citizen and reality you can, and it's actually not as difficult as people think. And for those of you who go on the trip, we'll be assisting you with that. But basically um, to go on this trip, you would travel under the support for the Cuban people visa. And the main idea between behind that visa is that your time and your money in Cuba is being spent on 
individuals or privately owned businesses and also has an educational component so that you leave Cuba feeling like you've learned, which is our goal, as well as having a ton of fun. <laughs> um, and so one of the rules that the United States has is that its citizens cannot stay in hotels in Cuba. And honestly, that's fine because hotels in Cuba are really, really, really expensive. And they all are at least partially owned by the government. Like sometimes there is a foreign investor that's also involved, but the hotels are run by the government. And also a lot of times what you're getting value-wise, like what you're paying in terms of the quality is not that great. So honestly, you're not really missing out by not staying in the hotel. So not what at all. It, yeah, not at all. So the options then are to stay in like in people's homes. Um, some people have them set up where you're really just like renting a room in their house. And then what's more popular are these kind of small homes that have been turned into bed and breakfast that have anywhere from like three to maybe six or seven rooms. And so usually in that instance, you have at least one or two people on site who's there making breakfast in the morning, who's there to take care of you. And so you're having this interaction. You can practice your Spanish. You can ask some questions if you don't speak Spanish. Spanish, but you want to interact with your host, um, I will be there to help translate. And so you can have those interactions. Um, and so it's nice because you're supporting either a family or an individual owner um, of the building, as well as anybody that's working for them. And so even like if somebody owns a private business in Cuba, they can then employ other Cubans as their employees. And oftentimes they're getting a better pay than the, that person would get if they were yeah. working a job for the state. So it has like a ripple effect. And then it's just, it's a more authentic experience. You get to see what these Cuban homes are like. What is a Cuban breakfast like? Yes. Um, and so in Havana, we'll be staying in a really cool um, house that's kind of been turned into this type of bed and breakfast. And then in Vinales for our two nights there, we'll be spent staying in people's homes where they have usually an area that's set up more for us, but there's even more interaction than in Havana because cool. these people are living like in the front part of their house. Um, and so, you know, if you want, you can sit out on the rocking chair in the porch and chat with your host for an hour if you want. And so having that opportunity is just so much different than, I mean, I love a good hotel in certain places, don't get me wrong. Um, but this ability to connect with people on an intimate level is, is really unique. And that's what I love about the Casa Particulares. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. So just to kind of wrap it up, if someone's interested in joining us in Cuba, do you have any tips for them, things that they could do to be prepared or what to pack just if, if they're like, oh my gosh, this sounds like me, I'm in, what would you offer? Definitely. Well, we definitely, there's a list of books and films that you could read yes. or watch before you go. So if you're interested, just let us know, we can get that information to you. But I would say in doing at least some preliminary education. So you have a little bit of an understanding of Cuban history and particularly like what is the relationship between Cuba and the United States? Cause that topic yeah. is going to come up and it's so fascinating and mind-blowing and you probably yeah. will not even believe a lot of the things on both ends like it's just crazy so a little preliminary like research I think is good because it allows you to have these more in-depth conversations with people um, and then as for packing November is a great time of year because it's a little bit less hot and we're at the there's yeah. still could be some rain um, we've been really lucky in most of our November trips to not have anything too heavy rain wise um, but it's a little bit less hot it's still hot though like you're still going to want to mostly be wearing like dresses or like short sleeve shirts or, or shorts and things like that, but maybe bring like one jacket or something for rain just in case um, you're going to want sunscreen, you're going to want a hat, you're going to want all of those things. Um, but yeah, mostly just prepare, come prepared to have fun, uh, to be out of side of your comfort zone. Cuba definitely will push you outside of your comfort zone in a variety of different ways. 
um, but ways that I think ultimately the reward is so, is so much bigger than the, than that temporary discomfort. Um, so I think, yes. yeah, the most important thing is to have an open mind and be ready to learn, be ready to have fun, be ready to interact. Cubans are fun. Cubans are loud. Cubans are <laughs> very, very full of life. Um, yes. half the time I have to tell my husband, I'm like, stop yelling at me. He's like, you're not so I'm Cuban. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so just, yeah, ready, ready for something completely different than what you've likely ever seen before, because I oh, haven't really traveled cool. everywhere, but I've traveled a lot of Latin America. And Cuba is its own beautiful beast that I am so excited for people to come see. And we'll see everything from the city to the countryside. We're going to go to the beach. Um, I was very impressed with the level of fashion when we were in the city. I was like, oh man, I like shouldn't have worn my beach cover up to go out tonight. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's so hot. Like they get people get dressed up, and also like I feel like there's so much. Like I've seen the wildest outfits in Cuba, and like people yeah, are totally. so accepting and like crazy haircuts and like all this stuff, and like I just feel like it's a place where people can really be themselves, and that there's a fair amount as like of, of acceptance of you yeah. know come as you are kind of a thing. Uh, I think that might be one of the, the positives of having a community that has had this very shared experience of yeah either negative however you want to look at it, but there does feel seem to be like a lot of unity and a lot of acceptance, and people have other things totally. to agree about than like judging people's yeah. outfits. So people are just like wearing whatever works for them, and it's very inspiring. Uh, yeah. so be prepared to see a lot of skin as well because it's very hot and so people don't <laughs> floating. um but yeah so it's incredible and like Kristen was saying the beach is beautiful one of the most beautiful beaches and it's just so chill like just hanging out on the beach there it's not some yeah. crazy fancy resort but it's beautiful the sand is wonderful you can get a nice cristal or a beer and hang out on the beach and it's just really really magical experience so I think Cuba uh, disconnects you a little bit from the rest yeah. of the world. And nowadays I feel like that that's a nice little break that all of us need and can enjoy. Totally. Well, thank you so much for sharing your heart about Cuba today. <laughs> and we're just really grateful and excited to work with Heart of Travel as a new partner in Cuba. And I just am so sure that it is going to make our trips more local, more special, more doing good for the Cuban community. I just couldn't be happier about this partnership. So thank you so thank much. You. And, so and a big shout out. I just want to thank like all the Cubans who are going to be a part of this trip, particularly yes. in Manuel, who's like my right hand there. Like those are the superstars who are going to make your experience amazing. I'm just here as bridge to help like coordinate stuff, <laughs> but like you're going to get to hang out and learn so much from Emmanuel and the rest of our team in Cuba. And so I can't wait for people to meet them. And they've yes. been an integral part of making this trip come to life. And we're just so, so, so excited to share it with all of you. So thank you, Kristen, for the opportunity. And we can't wait. Yes. Thanks. Muy bien. Muchas gracias. Nos vemos.